Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, how electric vehicles are driving new economic development in Northeast Ohio and how Amazon technology is transforming your in-car experience. We'll also hear about a new program in Akron aimed at providing Wi-Fi for residents in low-income housing and how the University of Akron has become a major player in efforts to train next-generation cyber warriors. All this and more coming up. General Motors is making a big investment in new technology, preparing three plants now to make electric vehicles. Jeff Gilbert has more. They're investing $2 billion in their Spring Hill, Tennessee plant so it can build the upcoming Cadillac Lyric EV. It only seems natural that a vehicle named Lyric would be built just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. The Music City. Local union head Danny Taylor, plant manager Jeff LaMarche, points out that Spring Hill was originally built for GM's now-gone Saturn brand. Our plant began production as a different kind of car company, and now with this news today, we will be building a different kind of car. GM's also preparing plants in the Detroit area to build electric vehicles. I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. Here in Northeast Ohio, GM is hiring more than 1,000 workers for their new electric vehicle battery plant, and Lordstown Motors is planning to hire 600 workers to build their new endurance electric pickup truck. Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan says some of that new prosperity may also be coming our way in Akron. Now you have Lordstown Motors in the Mahoning Valley pushing the endurance electric truck. They're now uh, having conversations with Goodyear about the tires for that truck. You know, that's how we build out the regional economy. Again, batteries are going to be very, very important for storage, both in cars, wind, solar, other forms of energy. Those are jobs, and we've been running from this and pretending like the coal jobs and the the old integrated steel mill jobs or rubber plants are going to come back. And speaking of new technology for vehicles, Amazon's Alexa app has two new features for your car. CNET's Brian Cooley has more. Alexa is already available in cars, either through your phone, certain car accessories, and even a couple of factory integrations. But now it adds more ways to be relevant when it's in there. The first is a new auto mode screen, which means Alexa will take over your phone screen, rearrange it into something appropriate for the road, and feature navigation, communication, and media. All voice-driven, of course, or via a simple touch interface that reduces distraction. The other new Alexa trick is called Start My Commute. You say, Alexa, start my commute, and it tells you the weather on your route, how the traffic's looking, and your time of arrival if you head out now. Also tease up what you want to listen to. Neither of these are radical or truly new, but it's interesting from Amazon because they have to fight harder to be present in the cars, as the Alexa services aren't quite as built into our phones as services are from Apple and Google which are far ahead in being auto-relevant. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Amazon's new 640,000-square-foot fulfillment center on Romick Road in Akron is now officially open for business. And spokesman Andre Woodson tells us what the 1,500 associates who work there will be doing. Picking, packing, and shipping customer orders and supporting network logistics 
employees will also get to work alongside advanced technology and robotics. If you're looking for a job, by the way, they're still hiring, and you can apply online at Amazon.com slash apply. Akron Metropolitan Housing Authority is continuing their efforts to provide Wi-Fi Internet access to residents in low-income housing. AMHA Director Brian Gage tells us why that's so important, especially during this pandemic. Nationwide, just about half of uh, low-income public housing households have consistent and reliable connections to high-speed Internet. So, you know, we wanted to bring that up and provide that access to low-income families at the same pace that their counterparts, not in the low-income world, world, had access to help them, one, decrease the digital divide, but increase their educational opportunities and their employment opportunities and break that cycle of poverty. We think this is really key going into the future at this transition point that we have right now for a new working environment. Earlier this year, he says they installed Wi-Fi in some common areas like community meeting rooms, and most recently in 10% of the 5,000 individual housing units they have throughout the Akron area. The hope is that we will have every unit Wi-Fi in all of our public housing developments by 2022. We just started the in-unit installation a few months ago, so the ability to complete about 10% in the first few months is a really great accomplishment. It's been expedited by the heightened need for social distancing and access to remote schooling for the children. So we've really kind of pushed at a much faster pace to install this with a much more heightened level of seriousness uh, given the current pandemic. The first phase of this then was providing this in public spaces. So that meant like in the lobby areas of the housing units? Right. It would be in uh, in the community rooms or in the public spaces that we have at all of our sites. So most of the senior developments have these social congregating areas and the family developments would have a community room. So that project was completed early in the year to make sure that within the development on the property, there was Wi-Fi access for everyone. So we also had an initiative where we provided remote hotspots to families where they could use those to access the internet. But those are mobile and temporary and and less accessible than the permanent Wi-Fi. So now we're moving from that kind of temporary solution into a more permanent infrastructure improvement in the public housing. I see. And so kind of in the interim, then the students or families that live in the 90% of the housing units that don't have this in the individual apartments yet, they could at least access the internet in the community spaces, right? In the shared spaces. Correct. Yes. Earlier in the year, the previous school year, we'd worked and facilitated some plans to access a social distance model around our our community centers as well, uh, utilizing outdoor space that would be able to access that Wi-Fi. So we did find that people took advantage of that opportunity less because they were not in the comfort of their home. So we think this will be a much better solution. With ever-increasing online threats from both cyber criminals and foreign adversaries, cybersecurity is not only a vital necessity, but also an ever-growing career opportunity for students willing to learn how to become this nation's next generation of cyber warriors. So that's why it was such a big deal recently when the Ohio Cyber Range Institute designated the University of Akron a regional programming center.
University of Akron Professor of Emergency Management and Homeland Security, Stacy Willett. So it means that we're able to expand our cyber programming to support the needs of cybersecurity professionals and educators, and that's the K-12 through environment. So we started at the University of Akron in 2017 with the cyber degree, and then we went to our cyber medicine industrial control systems test set that we developed to really assist those in the manufacturing industries on how to get into a system, and it was all embedded in this wall so you wouldn't get ransomware running outside of the university into uh, other areas. And then from the test set, we got our Ohio Cyber Range Institute designation, which is a virtual platform where anybody or any kind of other university can tie in, military can tie in, and use some of the systems within Ohio Cyber Range System. And then we elevated now to this regional programming center. And we'll close out today with a fun little story out of Germany about how a robot recently went all E.T. with its owner, phoning home, so to speak, when somebody tried to steal it. More from CBS's Brian Banmiller. Robots are designed to make life a little easier. They're used on manufacturing lines, to sanitize buildings, and to defuse danger. In other cases, they play our music, vacuum our floors, and for one person in Germany, alert them of a crime in progress. A homeowner in a West German town says he had a robot hard at work cutting the grass. Suddenly he got a message on his smartphone that said the robot had flipped upside down. But when he went outside to rectify the situation, he found a person walking away with a robot tucked under his arm. Caught in the act, the would-be thief dropped the robot and ran away. Police were called in to search the area but could not locate the would-be robot thief. They're asking other potential witnesses to come forward. It doesn't appear that the robot was damaged in the attempted crime. The homeowner says he's glad he answered the bot's electronic cries for help. Ended up saving his investment and his gardener. Brian Banmiller, CBS News. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.